overwhelmed by environmental news? Listen to the Green Diva's My Earth 360 report for the latest eco-news bits from around the globe, carefully curated and borne by our need to say WTF. But we also love to share encouraging stories and, of course, ways that you can make your voice count for the Earth. It's not just My Earth, it's Our Earth. And together, we can make a difference. Okay, so aren't we lucky that Michael Green, the executive director of CEH, which is the Center for Environmental Health, uh, agreed to call us kind of on short notice. I just, you know, I wake up every morning. My alarm is set to morning edition on NPR, National Public Radio, People don't know what that is. And I woke up to this news story the other day, and they were talking about this lawsuit, and they're talking about not only BPA-free BPA free plastic, but they mentioned this term EA-free, estrogenic-free or estrogen-free plastic. And I thought, oh, this sounds like something we've talked about with Michael, um, but for some reason I had never heard that term. So I said, Michael, talk to us, talk to us. Hi, Michael. Hi, so glad to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 I know we've talked a lot about this, but for some reason I I was ignorant of this term. Is this a a new term that we need to be looking for? Well, I didn't want to wonk out on you and the people who are listening. So That's okay. I, but now I'm being invited to wonk out, which, of course, I love to do. Please, so walk do away. All right. So <clears throat> we... Um, what, what we're seeing in the landscape is not a surprise, and that is that um, the context is that people in industry have things that they know they don't want to use, lead. They don't want to expose right. their customers to lead. And more recently, BPA. And when they decided, okay, let's get BPA out of, at first it was sippy cups and baby bottles and right. then other things that we might be exposed to. Can linings is starting to happen. Receipts is starting to happen. You know, food can lining. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, what, what you're not, what they're not really looking at is what is the potential toxicity of what we're replacing it with. They right. are, they are making a choice to eliminate something that they know is bad for their business, for their brand, for their sales, possibly, um, and replacing it with something that won't be bad for those things because it's unknown. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and also, there, so they're only really, it's like whack-a-mole, right? You know, okay, so there's awareness here. Let's look at it. Oh, no, it's it's not good. Let's put that down and just move on to all these thousands of other chemicals. Right. So now let's dive into the question of EA that you asked. Um, <clears throat> so what's the problem with BPA? The problem with BPA, or the biggest problem, the most well-known problem with BPA, is that it is an estrogen mimicker. So your body... When your body has BPA in it, it thinks, oh, that's estrogen. And estrogen is a hormone, which means it's a chemical messenger. So it tells your body to do special things. Grow fat cells. Don't grow fat cells. Uh, grow breasts. Don't yeah, grow breasts. I was going to say, um, yeah. All, all, all the different things that, that hormones do, and they're in minute amounts. The, but the messengers are in minute amounts to trigger your body to start to do different things. So um, when you hear, for example that BPA is a, an obesogen, now I'm totally wonking out, wow. um, that means that it, is a, it will potentially make you fat. 
because that estrogen, that your body starting to take certain actions, thinking, oh, here comes a messenger, and the message says, um, store more cells. Don't let any cells go. That right, can right. have an outcome, right? Yeah. So, for example. So, um, so now when they take out the BPA and they replace it with something else that has similar properties, in this case maybe that it's clear and hard and helps the plastic to be more durable and those things, um, they're going to look for something that uh, is similar. So they may look for a chemical that is a chemical cousin that's just like it in so many different ways and is just a li- the molecule is just a little bit different. And in fact, in the receipts, because there's BPA in the receipts that you get when you go to the grocery store, yeah. the, re- the replacement chemical for BPA in receipts to date is BPS, bisphenol S instead of bisphenol A. Okay. And so that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad just because it's a chemical cousin, but it means that we should investigate it. Yeah. But industry doesn't have any incentive to investigate it. They actually have a disincentive to know because if they don't know, they don't have any liability yeah. and there's no problem. So here's what we found when we tested a whole bunch of sippy cups that were BPA-free. We found some of them were estrogenically active. Yeah. They were you know, uh, and some of them were estrogenically inactive, which you, you have read, heard that article on NPR where they refer to that as EA-free, yes. estrogenic activity-free. And by the way, I did, doing my homework, I found an article that included you from last year in Mother Jones. Right. So, so we I know you've been on this for a while. I'm just catching up, man. No problem. So, yeah, and in that story, um, the reporter came over on Halloween, and my daughter, who uh, um, who I battle with over which... <laughs> <laughs> sippy cup she can drink out of right. was dressed up in her costume and we were about to go trick-or-treating and um so she, her costume was prominently featured in that article which was great fun for my family yeah <laughs> but uh um so so the real issue isn't what chemical is in it because we don't know enough about all the chemicals in commerce there's eighty four thousand right. chemicals in commerce the real issue is what are the health effects of what's in it and so what's the Center for Environmental Health did is we didn't test these tippy cups for a particular chemical. We tested it for a particular outcome. And so we tested it uh, with human cells to find out, does it mimic estrogen and cause the body to do different things? So the way we did that was we worked with three different labs, and we tested 30 different sippy cups. And we found the ones that, that were the most estrogenically active were the ones that were color-changing, that when you poured the milk in it, it changed color. So oh. we don't know exactly what that means, but we're telling people don't use those, don't let your kids drink out of those cups. So, um, but what we do know is, unfortunately, kind of what we suspected, which is that there's not, it, there's not a good way to figure it out. There's yeah. not a good way to know which plastics and which synthetic materials are going to trick your body into taking particular actions because they think it's estrogen. And it's not, I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so we're catching on to the estrogenic activity of some of this stuff. But that's just one potential trigger and um, uh, consequence, right? I mean, there might be a hundred other things. There might be, you know, coronary, uh, you know, triggers in there. You know, what do we know? At least, at least a hundred. And that's, estrogen is just one of the hormones. And so even when we finish with the hormones, then there's all these other things. So it's a shell game. It's a yeah. toxic shell game. Yeah. And here's what they're doing. They're making a conscious choice. We're going to take out the thing that nobody wants to be exposed to anymore, and we're going to replace it with something else. We don't know the health impacts. And our plan is, if it turns out that people are getting sick from it, we'll switch again. That's the plan. We'll switch again. 
And that's messed up because we're doing a science experiment it's, on all of us. It's, and it's, it's an intentional but unplanned science experiment. Well, I don't like that. And I think that's exactly why you do what you do because you're trying to help not only make sense of it for us but to help affect change uh, in the system and, and greater awareness through legislation and companies, you know, processes, right? Yep. Um, okay. Yeah, can I just – whine for a minute about like why why is this stuff in receipts now every, i know so much that like go to the store and like would you like your receipt in the bag i'm like just keep it man i don't want it <laughs> I, I i i just it's so upsetting to me why is it there why well because uh because the market calls for particular things and that's how capitalism works so in this case the market calls for a receipt that comes out right away that the ink doesn't come off on right. your fingers that's not hot okay. that's cheap well, That's, those are the criteria. All right, but I'm just saying out loud, I'm going to start crying for something else, and I want other people to start speaking up because it's just stupid. <laughs> so so I, I'm with you. And, you know, it's different in the EU. And, um, and right now uh, the Republicans and a couple of Democrats I'm not happy with are actually trying to um, uh, create policy in Washington that would preempt states from taking action on this kind of thing and would – then, which we, they would then go to the EU and say, you got to stop regulating chemicals so strictly. you got to do what we're doing. Really? And you think so, the EU is going to agree to that? Well, it's trade <laughs> negotiations. Trade <laughs> negotiations are tough, hardball, they, uh, tough, hardball oh, world. You know, and I just did a um, really interesting, it's a whole different topic, but on all this backroom trade agreements that are like, what? Uh, I, I, don't even get me going on that. Um, so, thank you. I think there's a lot of clarification in some ways, and then in other ways, it's like, holy moly, there's so much. Can I so, solve the problem? Yeah, please. Use natural materials. <laughs> Glass, stainless steel, hello. Yep. Even wood, ceramic, yeah. all those things. Yeah. All those things that when we were kids, that was what was in our house, which was, you know, the plates were ceramic. Yeah. Ours still are. You know, the bowls were either ceramic or maybe wood. I mean, I, the yeah. only problem, I, wood's really nice, but you can't put it in the dishwasher. Yeah. Um, you know, or glass. Um, or or stainless steel. Yeah, that is what what I prefer and do with almost everything now. All my containers and my you know travel containers, whatever. That's that's what I'm opting for. All that plastic is. Yeah, I mean it's not like it can be completely plastic free. We've had this discussion too. It's it's like it's just impossible. But I can minimize it, and I can minimize mine, my family's exposure by using cups that are made of glass or ceramic or wood or whatever, stainless steel. Yep. Thank you again, as always, Michael Green, and I look forward to talking to you soon. And, and again, thank you for the work you're doing on our behalf. Thank you for letting people us. know about it. All right. Thanks, Michael. Talk to you soon. Get all the details from this Green Divas My Earth 360 report and lots more on thegreendivas.com. That's T H E. GreenDivas.com and MyEarth360.com.